Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. Ambition has often been viewed as a positive characteristic for men, but not so much for women. In today's mentor moment, we're going to explore the following question. How has the discussion about ambition and the perception of ambitious women evolved? And why is it important that Women on the Move at JPMorgan Chase exists with our mission to fuel female ambition? Well, let's start with the definition of ambition. We're going to define it according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And it says there that ambition is the earnest desire for some type of achievement or distinction, as in power, honor, fame, or wealth, and the willingness to strive for its attainment. So that's out there on the record, and I think we can all agree that that's the definition we usually use when we're talking about ambition when it comes to people's careers. Well, we're going to explore this a little bit further in terms of what it actually means for women. And let's start with some research. So there have been several recent studies that have found the following, that more than 50% of women say ambition is very important to them, especially for their careers. And more than 50% of women also identify themselves as ambitious. But that's where the story changes. Less than a third of women in these studies say that they're proud to identify as ambitious. And instead, they're more comfortable with the label of being motivated. Here's another story, and this comes from not long ago in the 1970s, when younger people had different views of what is masculine and what is feminine. So if we look at something called the BEM sex role inventory, they've taken a look at very descriptive adjectives and whether they were masculine, feminine, or neutral. And they asked 100 graduates at Stanford University, men and women, how they would rank the desirability of some of these traits. Well, some of the traits that were chosen to define femininity were loyalty, compassion, being affectionate, sensitive to the needs of others, soft-spoken, and gentle. And they were very different from men, as you might imagine. And from this, two basic tenets of femininity emerged. One was that femininity exists really only in the context of a relationship with someone else. And two, that a woman must be providing something for another person. So again, we see in history and from the research that women were always really thought of as being more nurturing and more focused on others, whereas men were really defined in terms of power and things that they might do just for themselves. Now, the good news is I think we're seeing this change. One person who has long commented on ambition and what that meant for her is Anne-Marie Slaughter, whom we've had on our podcast. And Anne-Marie wrote a book called Unfinished Business, where she cited a Harvard Business School study of more than 6,500 Harvard Business School grads that showed that modern men are more family-focused than ever before. And in the book, she cited a third of male millennials expect to split childcare 50-50, and that's compared with 22% of Gen X men and 16% of boomer men who thought they would split childcare. And in that same poll, more than a quarter of men cited flexible hours and a supportive environment as most important in their workplace. So I think we're starting to see from current generations that men are expecting to do more work. Men are looking to take more of that burden away from women. And so all the things that have been projected on women in terms of those responsibilities and what they mean for ambition are all starting to change. For me personally, I do think women are just as ambitious as men intrinsically. They may actually want different things, but I think deep down, women are strivers just as much as men are strivers. But I do recognize that their attitudes towards ambition 
do shift over time. And I think that's very much a function of cultural influences and their context. I don't think it's surprising that women's ambition levels change over the course of their career because they have been in the workforce really trying very hard to keep progressing over time. And it might be also changing when their kids and their families come along. And so their motivation now comes with two questions and maybe questions they didn't start out with at the earlier stage in their career. Number one, will I make it, given that it is still so hard for women to achieve the top levels in society? And second, will it be worth the sacrifice? I don't think men come into the workforce and pursue their careers with those two questions as women do. I don't think men encounter the same level of bias in the workplace as well as responsibilities in the home that would raise these kind of questions. So to me, while women might start out with the same levels of ambition, they really are facing very different challenges at work and at home than men do. Now, men sacrifice things to be sure, but I would argue that women sacrifice even more. They sacrifice more of their time, particularly at home, and they sacrifice their reputations as they pursue their careers and are thought to be ambitious. It's not the same label as the men get. So if women start out high with their ambition, but lose that over time, what are the repercussions? What is it that we could be expected to see as a result? Well, for one, women won't necessarily achieve the same levels of influence, power, stature, or wealth. But more importantly, I think women run the risk of really harming their own mental health, having things that they really strived for in the beginning of their careers, only to see those things feel unattainable and having them lose their ambition and their motivation. I think that's the worst thing and the worst outcome overall is having women really pull back and feel not as good about themselves in terms of their mental health. I also think we really signal to the next generation of talented girls that they can achieve the things that they wanted to achieve. So I think the answer here is we women need more help. We need more help for men. We need more help at home and at work. And I also think an interesting answer for more women might be pursuing entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship might allow them to rewrite the rules of work in terms of what's possible and how far that they could go. Now, Women on the Move exists to fuel female ambition. And we've been doing that for several years and will continue to. What I ask of you, our listeners, is to keep holding on to your ambitions, maintain them, pursue them, and name them publicly. Name them so that your colleagues can help you and also so that other women and men recognize that women are entitled to their ambitions and to pursuing them. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. To learn more about Women on the Move and listen to the full library of this podcast, please visit jpmorganchase.com W-O-T-M. For JPMorgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. JPMorgan Chase Bank, N.A., member FDIC.